Welcome to Magnify. This podcast is brought to you by the Moody's Analytics Accelerator. I'm your host, Caroline Waters. Join me as I interview leading experts, and together we'll explore how innovation, technology, and culture is driving new trends, new expectations, and new ways of working. Jennifer Rivera, Vice President of Corporate Social Responsibility at Moody's, and Pamela Miraldo, CEO of Girls Inc. of New York City, made a decision to form a partnership eight years ago. This partnership has only strengthened over the years with the inclusion of a data analytics program. I invite you to listen in on a powerful conversation I had with the two of them and learn how Girls Inc. and its data analytics program have tremendously impacted the lives of young women, particularly those of color from poor communities, by providing them with the education, resources, attention, and encouragement necessary to untap the potential they've always had and emerge as leaders. My name is Pamela Moraldo, and I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Girls Inc. of New York City. And what does Girls Inc. of New York City, what does it do? So, Caroline, we say our mission is to inspire all girls to be strong, smart, and bold. How we execute that mission is through a comprehensive range of programs that kind of looks like a liberal arts curriculum in a college. We do everything from uh, financial literacy to the Moody State Analytics Program, things that are academically more rigorous to music and arts and martial arts through Project Bowl and Mind Body Matters has been a big favorite during COVID because of all the isolation and the problems teens are having with mental health. So it's a very wide range of programs. The key is programs are experiential. Girls learn mm. by doing, and I, I am happy to say that we have a really great impact. Uh, we 100% graduate from high school, and, wow. and and the population at large, of we serve the poorest communities in the city. So the population at large of girls in those communities graduate from high school at around a 50% rate. So we're, we're really beating the odds significantly with our programs. And recently we started following through college and this really blew me away. During COVID, nine, we had a 99% rate of retention for freshman <gasps> college students at the end of the freshman year. Now, why is this a big deal? Because it's not senior year, obviously. Because the highest dropout rate occurs in the freshman year. So we are thrilled. And, and, you know, our secret sauce, if you want to say, is a connection with the girls. We hire women from those communities. And so, and, you know, when we get to the Moody's program, I think that's a secret sauce for why that's been so successful as well. But I'll stop there for now. That's remarkable. And then such impressive figures. Jen, I, we also have Jen on this discussion as well. Could you introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Jen Stuller-Rivera. I'm the Vice President of Corporate Social Responsibility at Moody's Corporation. And I lead uh, all of our social investing and employee engagement in the Americas region. Very impressive uh, title that you have, Jen. Jen, could you talk us through um, what the partnership looks like with Moody's and Girls, Inc.? Yeah, so this is a really um, interesting uh, relationship that we have developed over the last 
eight years and I know it's eight years because we started this partnership the year that my daughter was born. Um, oh, oh, that's, Pam, that that's how I remember how long we've been partners. Wow. Um, you know, eight years ago, we were really looking to expand our um, focus on education to be a little bit more specific to what Moody's does as a company and how we can prepare that um, the workforce of the future to you know rise up to the ranks and be prepared for uh, a job at a Moody's or you know another financial services firm. And, you know, Pam had said, you know, that's what we're missing at Girls Inc. We'd love to design something together, but what is it? And we knew what it wasn't, which it wasn't financial literacy because those are a dime a dozen. And we were really intentional about doing something around data analytics, because obviously that's something that we at Moody's do and do really well. But it also ticked the box for um, women in technology. So I don't need to tell either of you that there is still a large disparity in hiring women, particularly women of color, um, into the ranks in technology. So what Pam and Moody's sat down and said is, we want to try and solve both of these things. Um, and that's where it started, was this data analytics program. And you know we really went all in with Pam and team. And, you know, we did a lot of uh, pro bono and skills-based, um, you know, uh, advice from some of our folks at Moody's. I myself sat on the curriculum uh, advisory board to help figure out what this is going to look like to make sure that it was authentic and it really helped prepare girls for uh, careers in, in data analytics. And over the last eight years, we've gone from this being a New York program to this being a U.S. program to, Pam, keep me honest, I think we're in Canada. Absolutely <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's amazing. It really is. Uh, what, a, what a beautiful partnership and, and just how that has really flourished is remarkable. The Moody's Analytics Accelerator fast-tracks innovation to explore and develop the next generation of Moody's Analytics solutions. The Accelerator identifies new business opportunities and rapidly prototypes ideas, partnering with startups to build transformational new products. To learn more about innovation at Moody's, please visit accelerator.moodysanalytics.com. Um, Pam, maybe you could talk us through a little bit more in detail what, about this data analytics program, what it looks like, you know, what are these girls experiencing as a part of this program? Well, you know, Carol, I talked a little bit before about our secret sauce being hiring people from women from the communities, these girls, the girls we serve live in so that they can identify. It's just the business of identifying with the, the people, the teachers, the facilitators. Same thing with the Moody State Analytics program. What happened was I was sitting on Virgin Air one day and I thought, wow, because I never listened to anybody that said, you know, this is what you have to do to put your seatbelt on and safety. And, you know, we just, it's white noise. We tune it out, even flying for a long time. Ah, you know, do what you're going to do anyway and don't listen. Well, all of a sudden, Virgin Air has this major performance with all these people, different uh, cultural ethnic backgrounds, dancing and talking and exchanging. And for the first time, probably in 20 years, I listened carefully. That stuck in my mind. So then comes to discussions with Jennifer and 
you know, as I said, when we were chatting, Jennifer really was our secret weapon because we knew we went to something really creative and, you know, highly innovative, get the girl's attention because it's a challenging topic, teach them about big data. But Jennifer has a past life as an educator. She really knew what would click, what would matter, what would work on the ground, which clearly I did not. Teaching undergraduates was a challenge for me. So Jennifer really knew how to fashion it every step of the way so that it would be highly engaging and we and, and interactive. And so we put that formula together and we came out with a program that has avatars that are multi, multicultural. It has vignettes, which are social justice themes that we know are engaging and that girls will be interested in. So we do a little vignette and from there flow the objectives and different activities that will reinforce the objectives and be very highly engaging. And it's a winning formula. I mean, Jennifer and uh, Margaret Reinecker, who's on our board, we all went to one of our sites in East Harlem to find out what the girls' experiences were like. And, you know, they saw, Jennifer and Margaret saw firsthand the level of excitement and enthusiasm about this program, the engagement, the questions they asked. I'm right now, one of the students from the program is working as an intern for us. She was really great. Her name is Janelli. She was like, you know, hugely good at this, at, at, uh, at data analytics, computer science topics. So, you know, and for us, it brought the level of, uh, let's say, the level of our programs from a robust academic point of view, it really, really brought us to a whole new level. It was a game changer for us. A game changer that put us in a whole different category when COVID hit because everybody was used to delivering our programs digitally. It's a digitized program. It was the first. At the time, Jennifer, you know, people said we were crazy, including my staff. But Jennifer was a believer and, 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 and had this rich background in education that knew it would work. So here we are, and it's been a really fabulous journey. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. I love too how you were mentioning how girls were learning. It was connected to really purposeful content. I think that's that's really interesting. Exactly. They do things like it's heavily statistical, you know, Matt, you know, working with data. And uh, they do everything from correlations between you know, uh, Democratic and Republican administrations to, to policies that are good for women. So they do a correlation. Or is grade point average fair? Or the ratio of, you know, black girls to white girls in terms of punishment in high school. So you can imagine, especially in the last couple of years, it spawns very rich meaningful purposeful discussions among the girls and because it's so relevant to their day-to-day lives they take to these statistics like a cat to milk i mean it's really quite quite something to see right jennifer 
Yeah, I would just say, I think one of the things that I appreciate the most about Girls Inc. is your cultural sensitivity. Um, Girls Inc. knows their population inside and out and knows what's going to really resonate with the girls. Um, and when they present their final projects, so as part of this curriculum at the end, they present final projects. And at Moody's, we've had the girls come in when we were in the office and present their projects. Um, and they work really closely with our women's um, business resource group and our board member, Margaret Reinecker who helped prepare them for this presentation, but you can just see like the passion and conviction they have when, when they're sharing this. And, and that's just one example, but I mean, Pam, um, if you can just kind of share with Caroline, talk a little bit about the college shower, because again, I think that really goes to like the, the cultural sensitivity and the way that you really look at, you know, your, your population of girls from a holistic manner, because, you know, there's so much going on in their lives outside of school. And, and that is just such a wonderful example. Yeah, sure, Jen, absolutely. You see things, when it comes to educating uh, anybody, but young people, and certainly young people that are, are living in poverty, the things that happen between the lines matter. So if you have an expectation, you know, a lot of people think that because you're poor, you're, you're not smart. But we have, you can see firsthand that a lot of these girls are extremely bright and intelligent, but they don't live in an environment, necessarily a culture that rewards it. So the college shower Jennifer's talking about is a case in point. So we used to have a college shower because we always encourage girls to go on to college. And we celebrate, you know, the fact that they had gone into college. But before we started it, and we've been doing it for a long time now, we would still encourage girls to go to college. And they would say at the end of the year, I'd say, yeah, we're so proud of you. And, and, and my, my predecessors would tell me, they said, you know, you're doing a great job. You're gonna go on to big things. And they didn't seem happy about it. So they would, be, they would ask them, you know, you don't seem happy, why is that? And they said, well, all of our friends having babies get all these presents. And we work so hard, we get nothing. And so in my predecessor's minds, a light bulb went off. It was a big aha because they said, okay, we need to change the culture. They came up with a college shower to reward them and to make it a significant rite of passage, a significant life event that was marked by, and now we put them you know, on the Macy's uh, shower, registry bed bath and beyond registry people buy them things and we raise money from corporations to give them scholarships and so they leave with this big basket of everything from towels and sheets and pillowcases to computers that that you know things they need in college because if you can remember it's been a while for me but there are a lot of expenses besides your tuition and board you know sometimes your books can cost five hundred dollars each and so now they really are honored. We make it a major event. And it's part of the culture change and cu culture shift that we're trying to affect. And, and I think, you know, organizations like ours are actually social engines for change, whether it's gender equality, racial equality, economic equality. This is really where it all starts, especially 
uh, in these communities if you get the families together. Like our financial literacy program, the, the mothers want to, you know, they see their daughters doing budgeting and stuff, and they want to be included. So, you know, and same thing with college, it's a family affair. So it's a game changer. You're right, Jennifer. That's really cool. I love that idea of a college shower. I kind of wish that could grow beyond the program and and become normalized as well. Really recognizing these educational achievements, especially for women. Well, young people need, Jennifer, as an educator, I is acutely aware of this. Young people, actually, we need it as adults too, as a matter of fact, but you need somebody that's going to say, yay. Somebody's going to say, well, you did it. You're doing a great job. People need their t- to be recognized for their accomplishments and talents. And I think when you're living in a situation where there's a high level of poverty, you know, it's that Maslow's hierarchy of needs thing. Lots of times parents don't have the bandwidth. The time they're worried about keeping their jobs or, you know, if they're essential workers or unemployed, they have, you know, economic problems that are so stressful. Of course. Yeah. So Gerald Zink steps in and plays that role. That's amazing. I love that. And I love too how Girls Inc. really, it seems like they really, you really sit on the intersection of hope, like striving for gender equality, racial equality, economic equality. You're really touching on all of that, which is a pretty impressive feat. Um, so, yeah. Exactly. And I think if we, you know, the nonprofit sector, which I'm starting to, a lot of people are starting to call the social impact sector, really does a lot toward moving that engine forward. And and I think that, you know, with the awareness now that's going on in the uh, black community, the Asian community, and the, the strife, the, uh, the climate that we're in, I think we're going to see a lot of innovation from a lot of organizations along these lines. Absolutely. Well, Pamela, Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing. Um, Pam, do you have any um, next steps or action items for listeners who might want to learn more about Girls Inc. or who would want to get involved? What can they do? Absolutely. They can go to our website and they could express an interest. They could email any one of the staff. And, you know, we love to have volunteers in all in all of our different program areas. And they could, the college shower that I mentioned is a big favorite. We love volunteers for the college shower. And we also, you know, they could get involved in our wine taster, which is free in the fall. Uh, we have a, we participate in the New York Marathon, so they could be involved in that. They could be involved, we have, online programs for our champion donors which is only 1000 and above they could see all our programs firsthand tell us where they want to be involved and so there are really a lot of opportunities and actually i personally would be happy to talk to anybody who would like more involvement more information as you have now heard the positive and direct social impact of girls inc is truly astounding All women, especially the marginalized women of color from impoverished communities, deserve a chance to let their brilliant minds flourish. We live in a society that was not built for and therefore systemically does not create an equal playing field for all of its people. 
Girls Inc. and its data analytics program caters to the young women who are the neediest and most deserving of a real opportunity to succeed. For real progress and equality to emerge in our world, our leaders in finance, technology, or any field have to reflect all of the communities they serve. Point blank, a more inclusive workforce is a more inclusive world. To learn more about Girls Inc., the incredible work that they do, and how you can help, please visit www.girlsinc.org. Thank you for listening to our show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast. To learn more about innovation at Moody's or to share your feedback, please contact us at accelerator.moodysanalytics.com. You've been listening to Magnify, presented by the Moody's Analytics Accelerator.